May we be grateful for the hearing, reading, and understanding of this word. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for scripture, for the opportunity to hear these words. Lord, they're relevant in our lives today. Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would continue to move in our hearts, open our ears, our eyes, our hearts to continue to hear a word from you today. Help us to leave from this place, putting our faith into action. And Lord, I pray in these coming moments you would speak through me, and I pray, Lord, that you would speak in spite of me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this week was an um, interesting week. Um, I don't get sick a whole lot. Um, and this week, I kind of had a, just a rough week of feeling kind of off. Um, I had some like upper body like aches and pains and um, it was like causing me to be restless at night and not sleep good. And, and then if that wasn't happening, I was having like a bad migraine throughout the week. And, if, and, if, and throughout, whether it was migraine or, or pain, um, there was this overriding feeling of like nausea through it all. And uh, it was just one of, those, um, one of those off weeks. And you know, when, when I feel like that, it's hard to focus uh, on anything else and it's hard to, to concentrate and uh, it's hard to, um, at least for me, it's, it's even hard to pray. It's hard to just do those sorts of things that I would do on a day where I'm feeling okay. And you know, it, it was just a reminder of, um, for me, of how sometimes people go through these things and they're not just for a few days, you know, they're, they're constant, they're uh, in pain or hurting and whatever that may look like. But uh, I can just remember just, just tossing and turning and feeling so uh, frustrated. And uh, finally, later on in the week, I, I just went to the doctor and, and I had to get some medicine and... Um, I just had to force myself to rest, and uh, I wanted to rest too. Um, but but throughout all of that, um, it was it was one of those times where I just remembered thinking, like, what does it what does it feel like to feel normal? You know, I, I I want to feel like good again, and I'm tired of just a few days of this. I'm I'm ready to just feel better. And I remember, I think it was Friday morning. I was laying in bed, and um, my wife, uh, Emily, had gotten up before me, and uh, she had walked up uh, to me and said, you know, how are you feeling this morning? And I was just laying there, and I just felt weightless. I had, like, no pain. Uh, I was comfortable. And I remember thinking, like, I feel really good. Um, I feel so much better. Um, there, there might be, like, a, just a minor, a minor mild headache, but other than that, I feel, like, really good. And and I was just so happy and so overjoyed that, that I wasn't experiencing that, um, that pain and that discomfort anymore. And it's just a, it was a reminder of many things, but it was a very uh, small reminder, uh, an example of the seasons of life that we go through, uh, where sometimes we experience uh, hurt and pain, and sometimes we experience sorrow, and sometimes, as I said, they're longer than a week. Sometimes they may be a lifetime for people. But ultimately, uh, we know that as Christ followers, that, that there is an ultimate hope, that there is an ultimate um, um, reality that we put our trust in, that, that those things are not forever. 
that those hurts and those pain, uh, those painful moments are just uh, temporary in the grand scheme of things. And as disciples of Jesus Christ, we have a hope that can be um, <clears throat> not only realized in the future, but in this present moment that we can that we can reflect what heaven is to be like here and now. And you know, the Bible opens with this uh, beautiful imagery, this beautiful story of God being our creator, that God is the creator uh, of us, the one true God and the heavens and the earth. And we see um, just in the beginning of scripture that, that uh, human beings are created in the image of God. And that's a beautiful and, and good image. But, but very quickly, that kind of takes a turn as, as humanity decides to worship things that are not God and to, to go against uh, um, the grain of love, to go against uh, what God's um, will is uh, for humanity. Um, and then that image begins to get distorted and blurred and, and mucked up. And, and, and this is kind of the story all throughout Scripture. I mean, the story of Israel all throughout the Old Testament is, is them um, in covenant with God, but, but them being unfaithful to that covenant, them choosing to, to do things that uh, God would not want for them. And uh, just a cycle of just kind of turning back to God, but then uh, fading away this humanity. And even in the New Testament, we, we see stories of this. We see stories of the disciples in the, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We see stories of them getting it wrong. And then in the early church, you know, from the book of Acts on through Paul's letters through the New Testament, we see uh, the church getting it wrong. And and there has to be things that are addressed in the early churches because there was conflict in the early churches, believe it or not. You know, we can't imagine uh, church conflict nowadays, but, um, but, but there was conflict. There was, there was hurt. There was pain. There was all sorts of things happening. And in the midst of that, God is, was still faithful. And God is still faithful uh, today. But as, a, as the Bible opens with this beautiful story of creation and that humanity is created in the image of God, just as Scripture is coming to a close in the book of Revelation, right towards the end of this letter, uh, there's another beautiful image that was read uh, to us just a moment ago. That as the Bible is coming to that, uh, to that close, uh, the last couple chapters, we see uh, a hope, a hope for a new heaven, a hope for a new earth. And there's a vision there. There's a vision that every tear will be wiped from our eyes, that a vision where there will no longer be death, a vision where there will no longer be pain, a vision where God is making all things new. What a vision. And do we long for that vision as disciples today? Are we seeking to live that out right now in the presence of one another in the presence of God? Are we seeking to live out that vision through loving God and loving our neighbor, living out that greatest commandment? You know, today is All Saints Sunday, a day that I, that I truly love and remember in the life of the church because it's a time to remember um, the Christians all over the world, a time to remember that, um, that there are disciples among us in our midst that we're connected to, and not only connected to right now in the present, but connected to throughout all of history, that we remember those who have gone before us, those who have paved the way for us. And it's a beautiful day to take time to stop and to remember that, those who have shaped us and those who have played a role in our faith that may no longer be with us. 
and are now in the presence of Christ. One thing that, um, that I teach in new member classes and other things, sometimes in Bible studies, is, is as United Methodists, how do, we, how do we come to our conclusions on things? How do we, how do we understand things based off of um, our lives, our journeys, our uh, reading the Scripture? How is it that we, that we come to conclusions? And one of the things that, that John Wesley used, the founder of uh, the Methodist movement in the 18th century that was later coined in the 1960s was called the Wesleyan quadrilateral. And this is a way of thinking that I always share with people. And it talks about how there's mainly four sources that we use for our thinking. So we always start with Scripture. This is our home base. We always start with the Bible. We always look to Scripture. What does the Bible have to say about this? I'll skip tradition right now, but then we go to reason. The, the capacity for us to use our minds, the capacity to ask questions, the capacity to say, well, if this is how this looks, how would Jesus react to this? Those sorts of things where we just have the space to ask questions and think and use our minds that God has given us. And then the... Um, the last one we see is experience, that we all, even if we don't realize it, we, we read Scripture through our own experience, through, you know, where we grew up and, and, and the type of family we're in and what kind of church we grew up in. All these things, whether we realize it or not, have formed how we think, and our experiences are all different. And sometimes we end up coming to our conclusions on different things in different ways because of our personal experience and the people we know and all these sorts of things. But tradition is important as well. And tradition is not just, um, don't think like the contemporary service and the traditional service. I'm not talking about that. The tr tr church tradition is to remember that after Christ um, re was resurrected from the dead and ascended into heaven, and the New Testament as we have it, um, after that, that time period, uh, the, you know, first, some of the second century maybe, that the Holy Spirit continued to move. That we just don't jump from the Bible to uh, 2018, but that there has been generation after generation um, throughout all the centuries since the time of Christ that have lived this faith out. And that we take time to see where has the Holy Spirit moved throughout the life of the church in the last hundreds and hundreds of years, the last 2,000 years. Where, where has God been at work? What can we learn from the tradition of the church? This is where, believe it or not, the Bible came to be in church tradition. The Bible didn't just, you know, wash up on shore one day and say, oh, here it is. You know, there were there were people that pieced together what's going to be in the Bible and what's not. And that was like almost to a couple hundred years after Jesus' death and resurrection, like in the 300s is when the Bible came to be really of what we have it as today. So even the Bible came to be in church tradition. So we take time to remember it's important to say, what are, where has God moved throughout the history of the church and how can we look at that? So when we use this, you could see how important it is to say, let's look at Scripture first. And let's see, where has the church been on this for 2,000 years? And what about my own thinking? And what about my own experience? And these help inform um, how we think and come to our beliefs on certain things. But on this All Saints Sunday, the first two in particular are important. 
is that we remember those uh, important biblical characters in our lives, but also we remember those people all throughout church tradition. So we remember faithful ones who have gone before us, like Mary in the New Testament, or like John, or like Peter, or like Stephen. We remember their faith. We remember their stories, their journey. We remember the faith of Moses, even in the Old Testament. Or whether it's Christians today that we think of throughout church tradition that have helped us to think and to learn, whether it's people like in the early, the early church fathers or, and mothers, or whether it's, uh, you know, someone like St. Francis of Assisi or Martin Luther and, or John Wesley or, or Dr. King or Mother Teresa. We remember their stories and, and things that they've taught us about the faith or, you know, even this year, like influential Christians who have died, like like Billy Graham, or uh, just yesterday, the day before, the funeral of uh, Eugene Peterson, you know, who, who translated the message, of, uh, um, message version of the Bible and the impact that he had on many Christians. Or maybe today you, you not only think of those who you didn't know that have gone before us, but maybe you think of those who are no longer with us that, that have impacted our faith personally, like people that we knew. Maybe it was the, the mother who prayed for you every night before you went to bed. Or maybe it was the grandparent who wrote you those encouraging notes or that father who modeled to you what it looks like to be a family man or, or, or that, that Christian um, disciple. And what does it look like? Or it was that close friend who taught you what it looks like to have hope in the midst of suffering. Or maybe you think of that youth leader who formed you in your teenage years. Or maybe you think of that pastor who's no longer with us that came to visit you that one time in the hospital and how much that meant to you. Or maybe you think of that Sunday school or vacation Bible school teacher who taught you how to pray. And you didn't realize how God was working in your life in that moment, but you look back and thank God for them. Or maybe you think of that elderly woman who showed you the love of Christ every Sunday morning as you walked into the church and she smiled and beamed and showed you the love of Christ in a powerful way. Or maybe it was that neighbor who always seemed to, to come over and help your family when your family was in need, and they were always there to provide for you. I think today is a day to say thank you, saints. Thank you, Christians. Thank you for, to all of those who have gone before us that have taught us what it looks like to follow Jesus that we can thank them and thank God for them that, that they modeled that for us, that the Spirit worked through them. And on this All Saints Sunday, I wonder, who is it that you're thinking of? Who is it that's going through your mind? Who is it that you miss dearly that, that helped you on the journey in Christian discipleship? What is it about their life? What is it about their legacy that sticks with you on this day? And today, I want to call us to action. I want to call us to do three things today or, or this week. Because the words thank you can go a long way. There are two words in the English language that can mean the world to somebody. Because when we give thanks, we're acknowledging someone else for something that has taken place, whether it's just someone who held the door for you as you're walking into a convenience store and you say thank you. Or whether it's someone that has helped you change your spare tire, a thank you can go a long way. 
You know, today and this week, as I said, I want to call us to these three things. The first thing I want to call us to do on this day is to remember the saints of the past and thank God. To remember those who have gone before us and thank God. Like literally, I want you to be in prayer. I want you to take time to stop and to thank God for the people in your life that have impacted your faith in a positive way that are no longer with us. That are no longer tangibly with us. Who is it that we can thank God for today? the impact that they've made in your life. Take some time. Go for a walk today. Be in prayer this week, in the morning or in the evenings or on your lunch break or whenever it may be, and take time to be grateful for those lives that have gone before you, that have impacted you in some way, that they gave you that opportunity to see Christ's love in them and that it meant the world to you and that there are some important attributes that they really instilled in you. I want you to do that. But I also want you to take time to remember the saints among us and thank them. I want you to stop on this All Saints Sunday and be reminded of those disciples of Jesus Christ who have impacted your life in a positive way, and that they are still here for you to say thank you to them. That they are still around. It may be someone in this church. It may be uh, someone uh, from another state that you knew long ago or whatever it may be. Encouragement goes a long way. And who knows, that thank you that they hear from you might be enough to, who knows what that would mean to them to hear that, that they have touched your life. It only takes a moment, but it can mean the world to them. You know, last week, last Sunday night, I, I laid in bed and uh, I opened all those cards that you all got me last week. And uh, I just want to thank everybody who took time to write a card or to give our family a gift. You know, it was just overwhelming. It definitely was something that you did not have to do. But uh, to just sit there and read uh, through some of those encouraging notes um, meant a lot to me, just for somebody to stop and, and say thanks and you know, oftentimes when pastors get phone calls and things like that, it's, it's not to say, hey, I just want to let you know I'm having a great day. Um, uh, you know, sometimes people are in need or, or someone is, is sick or someone's passed away or, uh, you know, someone's mad at me or something. You know, there's, there's all sorts of things and it's never, uh, it's not always a positive thing. And, um, but to sit down and just read um, positive letters. It just meant a lot to me, and I hold on to those, and, you know, I look through those, and, and I do read them, and um, I just want to thank you for that, because uh, just you saying thank you to me meant a lot. So who, who can you do that to this week? Who can you say thank you for being you? Thank you for being that person. Who can we call? Who can we stop by to see? Who can we take out to lunch? And you can just say, hey, you know, we were talking about All Saints Day on Sunday at church, and you know, we were just thinking about those Christians among us that have impacted our lives, and um, I just want to say thank you. you you've just really, um, you've just meant a lot to my journey. You really poured into me when I needed it, and I just want you to know that um, I need to thank you for being you. And you know, as your pastor, I don't want to ask you to do things that I'm not willing to do myself. Because in many ways, I can't lead you to a place that I haven't been. 
So I just want to show you what this looks like. And I have no idea if this is going to work. Let me get this microphone on here. I'm going to call somebody right now. And this is my best friend's dad. He's my biggest mentor in many ways. He was my second father in many ways. And now he's one of my best friends. Um, hello? Okay. Let's call Mr. Tom. Let's see how this works. This will be great. He better be in church, so I don't know. This is Your call is has been forwarded oh. to an automatic voice message system. Three zero two five four two three nine one four is not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Hey, Mr. Tom. This is Jake. I'm um, in the middle of my sermon right now. It's uh, 9:54. And we're, we're talking about uh, people who have impacted our lives in a positive way. And um, I was hoping you'd pick up, but you're probably in church. Uh, so I just wanted to say thank you to you uh, and that I love you. And uh, y- y- we've talked a lot through the years, and, and you mean the world to me. And uh, you have modeled Christ to me in so many ways. Um, and today we're just thinking about those Christians who have impacted us uh, in a positive way uh, that are still with us. So I just want to thank you. Uh, for showing Christ's love to me always and um, for your witness in the world. And I love you, and I'll talk to you soon. Give me a call back. It'll be great. Bye. So it takes five seconds. It doesn't take long. You can even leave a voicemail. You can write a note. You can stop by. You can call. But for somebody to be reminded that they have impacted you in a positive way, can mean the world. But the third thing I want to invite you to do today is this. I want you to live a life intentionally fueled by the greatest commandment to leave that lasting legacy. So not only remember the saints of the past and give thanks to God for them, but give those people a call that are still with us but then for you, live a life that is fueled by the greatest commandment where Jesus says to love God and love neighbor. And may that be your lasting legacy each and every day. Because All Saints Day also reminds us that we have a mission as a church to make disciples of Jesus Christ, that there are people among us in our communities who have not heard the good news of Jesus. Well, they may have heard a version, they may have heard a a distorted version uh, that was fear-based or whatever, and, and they may have opinions about the church, but, but they really haven't heard good news. But we have good news of great joy to share with the people in our community and around the world. And sometimes we only get short windows to make that impression on someone else. So what legacy will you leave? What legacy do you want to leave when you take your last breath Will it be a legacy of greed or hatred or selfishness, stubbornness? Or will you live the great commandment? And will your legacy be that that person, she, he, lived a life 
where they loved God with all their heart and they loved people with all their heart? Will that be your legacy? Will the world know that you were a disciple by your love, by nothing else? And when you take your last breath and you enter that great cloud of witnesses, as Hebrews uh, tells us, will people in the body of Christ one day think of you on All Saints Day? Will someone then remember you and your life and your journey? And will they be grateful for the life that you lived because it was defined by love? And God used you in a mighty way to impact the lives of so many people. God loves us, church. It's really good news. God is for us. We are blessed. We have experienced God's grace. We are in the midst of God's beautiful creation. So let us love as Christ's representatives in this moment that we have been given right here and right now. And let us leave a legacy in our families for generations to come. And let us leave a legacy throughout the tradition of the church as people that we don't even know and aren't even born yet will be in this church one day. And may they think of us and be grateful for our faithfulness in the short season that we have been given to live as Christ's representatives. Let us take a moment to stop and to close our eyes and reflect and to Just think of those saints that have gone before us, those saints that are with us, and those future saints who we haven't met. Let us take a moment to prepare our hearts as we come and receive Holy Communion this morning on this All Saints Day, All Saints Sunday. Let us take a moment to repent, to ask God for forgiveness for places in our lives where we need to be forgiven. And then we will come and receive communion in a moment. But just take a moment to respond to God.